Hey, everybody. Welcome to Midwest Paratalk Radio. I am G. That is Deb. And we are fortunate enough tonight to have Forrest Crawford with us. And we're going to be talking a lot of uh, paranormal stuff. Uh, but I'm going to kick it over to Deb. She's going to read you a little bit of his bio and get to know him a little bit better. And then uh, we'll get right on into it. I am so tickled that you're here. I love this guy. He's like a brother. And uh, I want everybody to meet him. He started his UFO journey as an investigator when he was 10 years old. And he witnessed a saucer-shaped craft land in a farm field in Harden, near Hardin, Illinois. By the time he was 13, he began collecting books on the subject. And at the age of 18, he gave his first public presentation at the UFO study group of Greater St. Louis. Oh, shoot. Look, I just touched the button. <laughs> okay. I didn't say I was good at this. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, his... Um, public presentation was on propulsion theory and detection methods. He went off to the college, off to college on, on a Navy ROTC scholarship as a physics major. He later got involved as a field investigator for MUFON. He continued as a state section director, assistant state director, and ultimately as MUFON state director of Illinois, where he served for 11 years. Forrest was also appointed to the MUFON staff position of computer specialist, where he created the first computer database to collect and analyze MUFON's vast UFO reports and data. He also served as Midwest director of the Center for Crop Circle Studies. He's an award-winning certified hypnotherapist. He's worked with many experiencers to help them better understand and remember their close encounters. He holds a BA degree in organizational leadership with a minor in psychology from Maryville University. Forrest has presented on his research at conferences and group meetings all over the country and has been heard on many radio and television programs. He's appeared in several documentaries, was a technical consultant for a made-for-TV movie about abduction experiences. He is currently acting as the Master of Ceremonies for the Ozark Mountain UFO Conference held annually in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And I will add, that is one of my favorite conferences of all times, and it's been around a long time. Welcome to Midwest Paratalk Radio, my friend. I am so happy to see your gorgeous face. Oh, oh you're so sweet. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. And I am uh, thrilled to be here. Um, I, I haven't been uh, speaking much in the, in the last 10 years or so, and I'm, I'm uh, very excited to be back talking about all this weird stuff that we love so much. And even though you're the UFO guy, it, you are also the paranormal investigator guy. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight because that's of course, Greg and I's favorite subject. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny because um, I, us in the biz, if you will, investigating weird stuff like UFOs, you realize that it bumps into a lot of other phenomenon and basically, oh, yeah. I started investigating UFOs because, one, I saw something I couldn't understand, and I wanted to figure it out. And so, and I, I've basically been a science nerd my whole life. So it's like, I love trying to figure out the unknown, which is what science really should always be doing. That's yeah. the purpose behind science. And so... You know, you go off chasing UFOs, and then the next thing you know, you you're 
you're bumping into ghost experiences. So you got to figure that out. And all of this paranormal stuff really, you know, everybody says it overlaps and it's all the same thing. Nah, I don't, I don't think that, but it's all based on some of the same phenomenon, I think. And, uh, well, and so, you know, you can't, if you're really chasing the truth, you can't help but get interested in some of the other stuff as well. And, and I've had, yeah. I'm, I am the kind of researcher that um, I, what I've always said is get your ass off of the couch and go outside and look for this stuff. You want to see a UFO, for instance, go to where they're seeing UFOs and look up in the sky. Okay. Right. Right. Just, just go outside and look up. Okay. And so it's the same thing with ghosts. If you, if you, find this interesting and you want to know about ghosts, go someplace that you know is haunted, hang out there for a while and don't, you know, and be open-minded to have experiences and then to try and figure them out, you know, for yourself. And mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with me. Um, I, I had some ghost experiences. So of course I'm going to be interested in that because it's, it's weird and unknown. And um, so I've had a lot of ghost experiences. I don't really call myself a, a ghost hunter at this point, even though Debbie, you'll be happy to know I'm gearing up, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, I believe I put a list together not too yes. long ago. Yes. Yeah. I am a gadget yeah. head anyway. So, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, over the years I have mm -hmm. some stuff, uh, but, but yeah, here, yeah. you know, next couple of months, you guys will, you guys will be proud. Oh, I'll be nice. I'll be coming down there to visit you so I could play with your new toys. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got some I got some new toys in the queue. Thank you, Greg, for recommending some stuff. Sure. I didn't even know about the ghost shop. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they've got yeah. everything. That's not good. Those guys need to have some kind of a loan program. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Like Care Credit does. For yeah. Go, ghost right, shop, yeah. Visa card, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, anyway, sure. Anyway. So um. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> if you want me to tell all my ghost stories, I don't think we have that much time. However, um, uh, if that's what you want me to do, I'll start. I'll start off and just kind of show you, you know, show you how I waded into this phenomenon, and then you know, uh, and I know you've got a, a giant pile of pictures that I sent you. Too many uh, um, that I can show some of the some of the things that I've captured on film as well. Uh, but I, I can't wait to see him. I remember the time I came down for a conference at Ozarks and you, uh, were, you got a room at the Crescent for the night. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Not only do I remember that, but you're going to see some familiar pictures tonight. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back sometime. Oh, yeah. That place was cool. Yeah. It's uh well, and, and you'll be happy to know most of those pictures I sent you are, Orb pictures at the Crescent. Okay, so okay. you're like, oh, do we really need to see a hundred orb pictures at the Crescent? <laughs> Not really, but the point behind, I'll make a point behind it as we start going through there. It's like, if you're if you're not a paranormal investigator, but you're fascinated by this stuff and you want to go out and have some experiences, like I said, go to a place that's haunted and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> A Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, is haunted as hell. Okay, yeah, it is. There yeah. is a ton of ghosts running around that place, and you can almost not. It's almost harder to get a picture that doesn't have something weird in it. 
that's how prolific that place is. And uh, and I'll 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 throw in my two cents worth about advice about how to about how to get orb pictures better because uh, I've, I've been a photographer as a you know artistic expression if you will since I was about eighteen, and uh, I think I figured out why some cameras work better than others for taking ghost pictures. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'll yeah. I'll share that with you. Um, okay. But if you go to the if you go to the Crescent Hotel. And you walk around there and you take pictures. If you don't get some orbs, then you're not trying. Your camera's not working. I don't even know what to say. It's just that place is is insanely haunted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so besides orbs, are you getting audible noises? Are you getting disembodied voices? Are you getting other pictures of apparition or mist or anything like that? Well, um, at at the crescents, if we we'll just talk about that right now, if you want, uh, the at the crescent, all I got for picture wise was orbs. Okay? okay, there were some people that were on the same ghost tour with us that got aberrations, and they were like they didn't look like a like a person, you know, but but they were like a mist or you know a ghostly okay. image kind of thing. Um, however, we did have other stuff happen, like the time that that I'm referring to, we, uh, me and a couple of my buddies would show up in the pictures. We went and took the ghost tour and cause we wanted to hear the history of the place and not just walk around and hope for the best, you know? And, right. uh, uh, so while we were standing there waiting for the tour to depart, I was at the very, very back, excuse me, of the group. And I was leaning against the wall, listening to their spiel. Um, and it felt like somebody, went like this on the side of my head, like brushed the side of my head. And it was not like a maybe. I turned around to see if one of my friends was jacking around with me. It was a very, very distinct touch down the side of my head. And I was in the very back and I turned my head immediately and there was nobody there. I was like, oh, wow, that was cool. Um, And then when we went around, there's a room there that they keep locked they won't even let the staff go into it because it's so haunted. Like they, there's a padlock on this door and nobody goes in there, period. Okay. Wow. And so we were, I was walking by that door down the hallway. And at the time I didn't realize that that this was the door they had been telling us about. And as I walked by that door, it was the way it sounded. was as if somebody was in the room and they took both of their hands and just went, boom against the door like the whole door shook with this boom sound and i like startled me and i stopped and i looked at the door and i was like oh crap this is that this is the room they were talking about because it has a lock on it you know mm-hmm. and so while i was standing there my buddies were already down the hall a little bit ahead of me and i yelled down i go take some pictures take some pictures and uh and th- as i started to walk away from the door boom, it happened again. And I mean, it, you could see the door shake. Okay. And so I, of course I asked the person doing the tour, I go, do you got somebody in there jacking with us? And they're like, no, we're serious. Nobody is allowed to go in that room. I'm like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I took with their word. Right. But they right. told a story about, or some kid or whatever that, you know, died in that room or, you know, the, what the story was. And it's so creepy that nobody is allowed to even go in there. So I go, I walk further down the hall and I tell my friends about it 
and um, they're they're showing me pictures with orbs, you know, that were in the hall while I was down there. And so, one of my friends named Gary, he's very sensitive um, to a lot of this kind of stuff. So I go, Gary, go down there to that door and just stand in front of that door. And he mm -hmm. walks down there, and while he's standing there, the same thing happens to him. And we also get picture with orbs in it. And it's in that big giant stack of pictures. <laughs> right. Said. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's start off at the at the first picture and then we'll go from there and we'll get to that hall. Okay. Um, and I, I promise to move through those pictures quick because there's a lot of them. And I'll and I'll explain the point of why I went ahead and sent you all of those. Sure. And we have uh we have some questions from the a couple questions from the chat we'll get to after that. Sure thing. Yeah, that's a whole that picture's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we can get to that. <laughs> this one? Yeah. Okay. You, one, skip, you want to skip on to that and we'll come back? Well, or... if you want, I can stop and tell that that story. But you know, since we're on the, the crescent, maybe we blow past that and, and all come right. Back uh let's see the hall. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> And that so the, is the main reason, at... the main reason why I sent you all of those pictures, and because that's not all of them, <laughs> right? I only sent you ones. Most ninety nine percent of those are just pictures with orbs in them. I left out all the pictures um, that I took that didn't have orbs in them. But again, the the problem was is that there was probably a hundred pictures without orbs and a hundred pictures with orbs. I mean, that's how prolific it is to get orbs when you're there. Yeah, there we go. So basically, we're not going to we're not going to rest on any one of these pictures for very long, but you can see you can see an orb in the bottom of that picture. Go ahead and hit the next one. Hold on, I have to upload them one at a time. It wouldn't let me oh, load no. them up any faster would, than that. Yep. Would it would it be uh would it be better if I shared my screen? Can I do oh, that? Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Let me uh, You should be able to. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me move the, let me get the picture to the first one here. And then you'd be driving the bus. So you'd know what you're talking about. You know, like I say, I promise I'll move through here quick. So, Hey, look, we got all night. Don't worry about that. It's all good. We own the joint. It's okay. Oh yeah. He owns the place. <laughs> he can do it as long as he wants. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Maybe. Maybe this will work. Let's see. It says present video file. Uh, here we go. Share my screen. Let's see. Um, all right. How's is that working? There we there go. Yep. Let me okay. make it full screen. Okay, so the nice thing also is I got my mouse, I can point now. Yeah, there but you if go. You look, if you look in here, if you're not familiar with with uh, orb pictures out there, this is the kind of stuff that you're going to see. But if you look in here, there's one here, there's one there, there's one there, there's one here. Um, sometimes you have to kind of look close. And I can zoom in if you're in doubt. You can see all oh, these yeah. orbs. Okay, so... They're Same all lined hallway. up against the wall on either side of the hallway like they're waiting, right? <laughs> yeah, so this is one picture. This is another picture that, because what I do is when I shoot these, I'll shoot the pictures sort of in rapid succession, like maybe within a couple of seconds, I'm popping off pictures, okay? Mm -hmm. um, because I, 
you'll you'll notice in here like so yeah they go from that side to that side within a second or two and then here's my friend and he's standing in the hallway and you can see nice big one here this is this is chris debbie you i'm sure you remember chris so mm -hmm. i got this little orb here now i've been doing photography for a long time and i know what all kinds of lens aberrations are and light um dogs and all kinds of weird things that can happen in the camera and everybody will go oh those are just that's just dust that's out of focus dust that out, that's out of focus doesn't look like this okay uh so then here he is standing there now we've got some more orbs in here and then you get these this like really cool little ones showing up down here okay mm -hmm. real bright one there he is again you just see that every time i take a picture there's so here I am standing down the hall. There's no orbs. Now there's orbs. One picture later. And like I said, that, that's a pretty nice one down there. Yeah. All right. Um, again, same hallway, more orbs, more orbs. Uh-oh, no orbs, right? Just two seconds later, no orbs. Right. So most of these have orbs, but I wanted to show you a few pictures. If I go click, click click and there's orbs and then there's no orbs guess what that's not dust exactly i was getting ready to say dust is always there it doesn't go away like that yeah it does right. it'll move it moves around but it right. moves real slow <laughs> and it also doesn't have a lot of detail in it it just you know looks sort of like a streak or a spot and that's it okay so if you don't think this place is haunted <laughs> i don't know what to tell you right I'm standing in the hallway here and I take like a dozen pictures and nine of them have orbs in them. So here's my friend, Gary, who's, uh, again, he's very sensitive to this kind of stuff. And um, you can see some orbs around him. There's uh, there's some by the, the door there. Now, if you go there, I'm going to tell you right now, shoot pictures up and down the stairwells. I have yep. had tons of luck in the stairwells for whatever reason. I like this. You can look at that. That's a nice one. Okay, there's the next picture. Nothing. Now it's gone. Yeah. Yep, there's the next picture. There's a little one showing up. Same stairwell. There's a whole bunch of them. Same stairwell looking down. There's there's a dozen orbs in that picture, right? Here's the elevator. I've always been fascinated with the elevator, but I, I don't usually get stuff there. Here's a few little little orbs at the elevator. Looking down the hall, these are a couple of other people that were in the tour. Got this real nice orb over here on the left of them and then again just down the hallway you can see orbs in here all over the place really like i say if you look close there some of them are faint they're all over the place all right again i'm just kind of now yeah this one's yeah pretty impressive and it's moving okay so, yeah, unfortunately, I've got no, like, free-floating, you know, aberrations here, but I get I get mm -hmm. orbs there all the time. Now, are you able to see these with your eyes without the camera or just with the camera? Just with the camera. Okay. Yeah, I don't see them with my eyes at all. Okay. Um, now, the one the one people that I told you had, they got a picture of, a, like, an aberration. They actually, uh -huh. they were just shooting random pictures also, but they actually saw something and then turned and shot it. But that's okay. that's uh, that's hasn't been my experience. Okay. Obviously, sometimes yeah. it is. I've sat in that chair. 
Oh yeah, we this might have been the trip you were on. I don't, you know, because we went, we did the ghost tour, but I guess they didn't. We didn't do the tour when you were there. We just did our own thing. Yeah, but you'll see. So again, up and down the stairwells, man. Look at that. They're having a party. Jeez, right? Right. You know, a little bit of history behind the Crescent Hotel. It was at one time like a sanitarium, like where sick people were, right? Am I correct? Yeah, um, they did our cancer. They did cancer research. Yeah. Basically, if I want to sum it up, it was some Nazis, and I'm not crossing any boundaries here. That's what it was. Exactly. They came over here, and they basically they took over the hospital, and they started doing a lot of experimental medicine, claiming they could cure people. And they did a lot of weird stuff like taking up an arm off of a dead guy and sewing it on to a live guy. And it worked long enough for him to get home and then die from infections two weeks later. But they did a okay. lot of experimental stuff. And yeah, I, God knows hundreds of people probably died in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't the morgue down in the basement of here of this place? Oh, yeah. We're going to get that's a that's a literally. The creepiest place I've ever it, been in my life. I know. Right? Is the cooler <laughs> in the morgue down there gave me the absolute heebie-jeebies, man. Yep. Yeah. So look at that. Look at this picture. There's 20 or 30 orbs in that picture, right? Mm -hmm. The same. Oh man, same stairwell. Okay. And that's why see, I'm just popping through here because I want what I want people to, to get the idea is if you go there, you're gonna get some stuff on film. Okay. And you may see things and you may feel things and you may hear things. Oh, the cat. Oh, man. We're all going on the assumption that cats can kind of sense things and see things beyond what we can, right? Yeah. Right. right. Can you imagine being a cat in this house? <laughs> you would be insane, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, here, here's the cat looking at this orb that's over here, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and now he's looking this direction, kind of, and we've got this orb. This is, you know, this is, you know, within a couple seconds of each other. Well, then he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's still some orbs floating around in here. So here's an example of, well, there's a little faint one here and here, maybe, you know, where not much. Oh, yeah, there's the cat again. Again, there's no, there's no orbs. Well, I take that back. There's one back here. Again, when you stare at these things long enough, you start being able to see them better. And then that's one second later, there's nothing. And here we are on the tour. I look down here on the floor. We get uh, this kind of thing. That guy shows up again in another picture here in a minute. What is that white thing on the floor there? Um, it, it was, was it a, actually there. Yeah, it was a okay. paint stain. That's a paint okay. stain. This was not. That's okay. floating around. Um, so, so orbs in here, I, I, I'm telling you, you almost, and there's the cat again. He's looking at this one down here and there's another one over here. I, you know, yeah. If you want to, if you want to experience something, take a weekend, go down to Eureka Springs. It's a beautiful town. It's a lot of fun. In fact, go April 12th, 13th and 14th and come on over to the UFO conference it's the best one there is. I swear there's a vibe there that you don't, you don't get anywhere else at any other conference I've ever been to. Yes, I agree. I it's agree. Not, I love it. Amazing. I've been at, I think this is where on number 35 or 36. I've been to 
32 or 33 of them. So wow. but you can tell I like it. Yeah. Hey, Forrest. Yeah. Um, Andrew would like to know, are all orb pictured energy from spiritual beings? Well, that's a good question. I don't know how to answer that other than maybe. Um, uh, it certainly, there certainly seems to be a correlation with uh, places that have, you know, all this kind of activity. Um, so uh, it also, in, uh, in a theoretical sense, it makes kind of, kind of sense that if you don't have a body anymore and you're just energy, this would probably be the form you would take would be a sphere. Okay. Um, and there have been, you know, accounts of people who see these orbs and they manifest into, uh, you know, uh, yeah. an image of a person or even an alien, if we want to cross boundaries here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he, and he just asked, why are some visible to the naked eye? You know, I know a lot of people who've seen orbs without cameras, I being one of them. So, you know, Me that too. is possible. Yeah. And I think it depends on your, your sensitivities to the, to the energy phenomenon that we're talking about. And uh, some people and, uh, can see and perceive these things and others can't like, I, you know, I think I can feel when something's around, but I don't mm -hmm. always see something, you know? Yep. yep. So that's another well, thing. If you, you guys are experienced paranormal investigators, I'm sure that you would give advice to people that says investigate with your body before right. about cameras and meters and stuff. Well, we've yeah. been known to go into a location and just sit in the dark for a few minutes and, yeah. and try to get a feel of the room, try to, to, you know, where are the, where are the, the, the creeks and, and what other things are going on at the time. Um, but it kind of gets you in tune to the, the area or the location that you're at. Um, and now as far as orbs and being able to see orbs, I always felt like it was the amount of energy that the orbs had that they could actually manifest and you could see with your own eye. Um, we went to prospect place in Ohio way back in the day, like 2012, 2013, I sat in the basement and I saw a red orb come out of the exterior wall come up the hall or up the, the basement wall, go up high, come down low and then turn a corner and disappear. Yeah. That's, so I think that's it's incredible. I think it's the amount of energy that they can, they either have or that they're putting off in your location. I think you're, you hit on it as, as well as far as how sensitive a person is to this type of phenomenon to, to be able to see and hear and feel stuff that's going on that some others might not be able to see or hear or feel. And Farrah well, Forrest, do you remember when you told me that I was like a bug zapper in the dark? You know, you, you're the <laughs> one that made that comment to me one time. Uh, and that's so true because, you know, people that are tuned in and turned on with this um, are more sensitive. They, they, they emit an energy that's attractive to these kind of things. And I think that it draws yep. them to it and then there's they maybe they feed off your energy a little bit orbs mm -hmm. like this one on the screen right now that are super bright they're like to me they're like on the verge of manifesting without having to see them on a camera that they're like really mm -hmm. generating their own energy right. right this is a good this is a good time for me to to lay out my theory about how to how to take orb pictures better mm -hmm. um, because you know, like you said, I went to school to be a physics major, right? So mm -hmm. I'm a big giant science nerd. 
when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm always thinking that way, even though I never finished my degree in physics. Um, I, you know, that's, that's the way my brain's wired. And that's, and I still love the topic. Mm-hmm. So the, our eyes can be easily fooled by um, depending on what direction the light is coming into our eyes. Okay. It's sort of, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, a polarized lens, only lets light in one direction. And you know how you can get those screens that go over your computer so you can only see them if you're looking straight ahead, if you're looking from an right. angle. You can't. Um, our eyes can be fooled like that very, very easily. Mm-hmm. And cameras see aren't fooled like that. Okay. That's why there's a lot of times you'll you'll pick something up on film or on a on a digital camera um, that you won't see with your eyes because that camera, you know. One isn't processing the image like our brain does. Or we tend to, we tend to process out things that don't make sense. Okay, yeah. um, and so it doesn't do that. It sees everything. And in in the example of if you've got a full spectrum camera or you've converted a camera to full spectrum, you're seeing into the infrared and into the ultraviolet. So you're going to see things that our eyes aren't even capable of seeing. And um, obviously, animals and insects can see beyond, you know, the visible spectrum. And so that's why, you know, cats are so interesting in places like this. But mm-hmm. from a camera standpoint, um, I've, I've had very good, very expensive, very professional camera equipment for much of my life. I have shot tens of thousands of pictures in every place you can imagine. And never once in all of that time, no matter how much of a weirdo I was about these topics, did I ever get an orb picture or a ghost picture in any of those. And then when I started um, shooting these pictures with a cell phone or with a small compact camera, I started seeing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that. I was like, well, why, why would a, a cell phone camera or a small compact camera be better at this than my professional camera? And I think the reason is, is that the separation of the flash, for instance, from the, from the main lens is different on professional cameras. So the angle that the light goes out and comes into the lens from that flash is a different angle than it, on a cell phone or a compact camera. The flash is very close to the lens. So the angle that the light goes out and comes back is much more acute. And I, I think that that's why those kind of cameras are better at picking this kind of stuff up because it just... Uh, you know, it 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 doesn't allow the the light to be um, scattered to a point where it can't be seen. So I would recommend that you use a cell phone who has a built-in flash that's right next to the lens, or a small compact camera that has the flash very close to the lens, and I think that'll improve your chances of getting orbs. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So um, if we keep going down this journey. Every one of these pictures, there's orbs in. Here's my friend Gary standing in front of the spooky door. And <laughs> he's acting like he's knocking on the door. And we told him, don't do that, man. That's not funny. <laughs> you might piss him off. Uh, but you can see you've got orbs there. And then he went over to the door across the hallway and was acting like he was going to knock on that. Got some nice orbs. So here he comes walking down the hall. Got orbs all around him. So there's still some down that hall. So I go down and uh, I'm standing in front of the door. Look at this beauty down here. 
That's um, exactly really like one that was in my mom's living room with the same black circle in the center and everything. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, that's intense. And then, so here, this is actually me looking at the door whenever it was being banged on. They were taking, <laughs> and say so I'm starting to walk away. Boom! And you're like again. Yeah, and I'm oh, looking yeah. back. So <laughs> <laughs> well, here I come down the hall. Orbs everywhere. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I included that picture. Jesus. <laughs> I like your t-shirt though. <laughs> yeah. So there's Gary standing by the door again, orbs all over the place. I mean, you know, again, just go there and start taking pictures, man. Yeah. Um, that place is amazing. It is. So, so this is, they're going downstairs. Now we're going to go to the, there's a spa down there. We're going to go to the morgue. There's even pretty bright orbs up here on the wall. So this is the, the gorgeous hallway leading to the morgue, right? So you can see we got some orbs there. There's a few in that picture. And that's the long hallway from the spa coming down to, I guess these are massage rooms over here coming down to where the morgue is. And for whatever reason, I jumped back up to this floor. You can just see there's just orbs all over the dang place. I think I left out the pictures of the morgue because believe it or not, I didn't get any orb pictures down there. Yeah. Uh, but it was absolutely beyond a doubt the creepiest. And when you go down there, there's a room that used to be the cooler. Now they just like store paint on shelves in there. And when I walked in there, it literally took my breath away. It was just like this oppressive feeling. Heaviness. Oh my God, yes. I can't stay here. It felt so heavy in there. Yeah, it was. And I didn't even know at that point, I didn't know that it was the morgue. Okay, they didn't tell us that until we got down there. Oh, by the way, you're leaning on that table. That's where they used to dissect bodies. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it, was, it was a pal, pal, palpable, pal, palpable, palatable. I mean, it was, uh, it was a palpable. The, the, you could almost taste it. It was so yeah. heavy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something. All right, so here, you know, we're going through here. Yeah, it's more orbs. I'm just, like I say, trying to prove a point. So here's our last one. We go outside. There's even some orbs floating around outside. Mm -hmm. And there's the crew. Oh, my God. Oh, look, there's me. Uh, there's you. <laughs> Aren't I special? And Gene. Yeah, Gene is there. You remember, this is when we spent the, and by the way, um, these two girls stayed in their own room. My wife and I, this is my wife. We stayed in our room. These two stayed in a room and they had a weird experience in that room. Yeah. This is my, this is my stepdaughter, Katie. She woke up in the middle of the night with somebody whispering in her ear and, and what they whispered in her ear as she was waking up out of a sleep is, do you want to hear my story? And, oh, she, wow. and she came full awake and bolts sat up in the bed because she thought that her friend here was messing with her. Yeah. She was in the bed, the, the other bed in the room, sound asleep, snoring over there. And so Katie goes, hell no, I don't want to hear your story. <laughs> and uh, we went down and we asked him at the desk and they said, oh, yeah, that room is uh, especially creepy. Uh, the ghost in there likes to pack things up and set them by the door when people are out. And they actually had some of that happen to them, the stuff that they had unpacked in the bathroom. So uh, it was very interesting uh, trip. Yeah. All right, so that's a crescent. This is 
probably the best orb picture I've ever taken. Dang. This, this is at the UFO conference, and that's Robert Morning Sky playing his Native American flute at the mm. conference. Nice. And I shot, I just snapped some pictures. They literally, it was just snapshots. And that's what I got, man. So that guy's got some spirit energy going on. I'll tell you. T right totally. I, I thought that was a Mandela hanging on the screen behind him or something. Right. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But I shot that picture and I, I immediately looked down at it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that is cool as hell. Yeah. That is cool as hell. Uh, he was a very cool guy. I liked him. I got yeah. to play the flute with him. And yeah, we're flute players. Me and Forrest both love that thing. Yep. All right. So, um, um, all right. So this is what the hell is that? Yeah, that's a good question. This <laughs> um, um, this next series of pictures, I don't know that this qualifies as ghost, but it is weird. On the it is going to peg the weird shadow meter. Okay. <laughs> We need to make one of those, Greg. Yeah. The shit-o meter. The weird, weird shit -o meter. <laughs> yeah. Was was kind of weird stuff to weird shit all the way on the other side. Anyway, Dang. I hope it's okay to cuss on this broadcast because I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, good. it's okay. We own it. It's You can do what you want. <laughs> okay. All right. I got a we bit do. of a potty mouth, but I also know when not to, but. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> Too late for that. Unless yeah. you guys can bleep it out before you air it. <laughs> All right. So this next little series of pictures is is different. It, this was a place called Lusk Creek Canyon, L-U-S-K Creek Canyon. It's in southern Illinois in the Shawnee National Forest. It is a very, very cool and very special place. Um, it is a canyon um, down there in the Shawnee that is, has been so isolated for literally millions of years that there are plant um, species in that canyon that exist no place else on the planet. Wow. So it is a very protected area. My friend Don and I um, have gone camping down there a number of times over the years. Um, Don is a big outdoor guy, and he researches these different areas, and he found this place. He goes, we need to go down here and camp. This looks real interesting. So we hiked in down there, and we camped. So what this picture is, this is me sitting over here. Don's taking the picture, and I got a bunch of camera equipment on this trip, of course. So he's going to take a picture of me sitting in front of the fire. So the point of this was I was trying to hold real still because he was going to be shooting a, you know, a one or two second exposure. And so I'm trying to hold still so I'm not blurry. He takes this mm -hmm. picture, and this is what shows up. Now, I can't explain this. There was nothing in this picture moving. There was no nothing from this fire shooting over to me or nothing flying by. This was, you know, total dark. This weird energy phenomenon shows up in this picture. I that can't is explain. amazing. Cannot now, explain. Now, when this was going on, do you recall if you felt any different, if you felt warm, hot, cold, uh, static electricity, anything like that? Um, no, um, I don't. I don't recall feeling anything unusual. Um, I don't particularly call what my state of mind was, like if I was thinking anything in particular. Because mm -hmm. you could look at this and say it looks like stuff shooting off of me and going to the fire. Um, but I, I can't. Uh, I can't add any data to to the picture right. other than literally. It's like when I and this was back in the film camera days, right? Right. 
it was like, you know, and I get the film developed. It's like, what the is that? You know? And it reminds me of, I, Forrest, did you ever see the photograph that I took of my son, Robbie, sitting by the campfire at um, uh, Raccoon Lake when I took a succession of three photos of him? We were sit, He had a stick with a like a hot dog or something on it. But and two of the photos were normal, but one of them had like this, like it looked like feathery flames all swirling in and out of the trees next to our campsite. I do remember that picture. Yes. You remember that? And then yeah. there was like a big eye in the center of it. That That's what it reminds me of, that that same kind of energy, that feathery, yeah. whirly stuff. That's cool. Well, hold that thought because it's about to get weirder. Okay. Okay. Same night, same camp out. Okay. So next picture. So this is a really cool place. There's this overhanging cliff. Yeah. Here, and there's a big old um, 400 million year old fern tree fossil that you can see up here. It is oh just a really cool so place. Cool. And so we, we tend to camp under the overhang because if it rains, you stay dry under here. Yeah. And so I, I went down the, 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 the cliff aways and I set my camera up on a tripod and I started taking some pictures. So this is Don's leg right here, the blue jeans you can see here in his arm. Mm -hmm. He's laying next to the fire. He's being very still. He's just chill by the fire, right? So I take this picture and this, all of this weird stuff shows mm -hmm. up. That is wild. Yeah, you, know, you could go, oh, well, that was you walking over here with a flashlight or somebody over here with a flashlight or, or something moving around. Well, sure. Other than the fact that we were the only two people there, it's nighttime and there was nothing moving around. Yeah. And you were taking the picture. And I was back, I was back, you know, uh, 60 feet away or so taking the picture. That's wild. Yeah. And again, I let you take this picture and you go, what the hell is that, man? That's too big to be a firefly. I can tell you that. Yeah. So and the movement this. is so different with each light. It's not like they're all moving in the same direction or moving the same way. Right. It's certainly not camera movement. Oh, no, you know? no. You could. No, you could I've seen, something. I've seen light light anomalies like this before, so, though. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, I got a couple of them in a graveyard one time that blew my mind, right. and they were similar to that the white one. Okay, mm -hmm. if you think this is weird, just wait. <laughs> but this wait, is, there's more. Here's the <laughs> next. Here's the next picture. And again, I shoot a picture. I advance the film. I take another picture. So we're talking five or ten seconds. And this shows up. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So that squiggly is things wild. are gone, except there's a still a little squiggly thing here. Don is still over here, not moving. Yeah. Still a little squiggly thing over here. God knows what that is. But I get this phenomenon here. Now, as a photographer, if there's somebody out there that's a photographer back from the old film days, I know what's going through your head. You're thinking, oh, that's a light leak in the camera. Um. So, yeah, if your camera doesn't shut all the way or, you know, over time, they can get damaged or whatever and light can leak in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and give you aberrations on the film. Sure. Except why well, don't I have one here? But I have one here. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I can assure you that when I got back and I and I uh, developed the film. I checked to make sure I had no light leaks because it doesn't make sense. If I got a light leak, it would show up in a lot of other pictures that I took that week. Oh, yeah. It would, all right, your, not just all that your pictures one. would be wrecked. 
and especially during the day, your light yeah. leaks are, this is nighttime. You could say, well, it was a light leak and it was red because of the fire. Okay. But I'm not buying it because there's nothing to support that it was a light leak. I don't have No, If you leak. go back and look at the stringy thing before it, it's the same color as that stringy thing. It's like that stringy thing, like snaked in and then manifested. Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's weirder. Hit, um, hit me with it. The very <laughs> next picture, the very <laughs> next picture, again, five or 10 seconds later, the very next picture. And I changed nothing. The camera didn't move. Nothing changed in the in the settings on the camera. Nothing. I get this. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Is God right. dang. It's like what now? Look, you can't you can't see any of the background. You can't oh, see man. the nice guy. You can't see the cliff. Damn. I get this. Okay. Yeah, and it's again, it's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> okay. So um, today, uh, here's here's how it goes when you're a researcher, right? I've had this I've had this uh, picture for I don't know thirty years, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I go, oh cool, I'm gonna bring these pictures from Less 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 Creek Canyon. I'll put them in the show tonight, and I bring this thing up and I look at it and I go, you know what? That's a portal, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yes, exactly. And it's and, and the picture before that was that portal starting to open, but mm -hmm. then once it opened, all reality went away and all there was was the portal. And I never ever thought about trying to manipulate this image to see if there was anything else going on in here until today. Yeah. And this mm -hmm. is what I got. I went, I took all the color out. I went high contrast. Damn, it's like a rip in the space-time continuum. <laughs> it is, but here's the weird thing. So you know what was behind here in the last picture. Right. right. There's a cliff and trees and a campfire. And now... There's a structure in the bottom right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, here's the it's thing. Like a whole different place. Having this picture for 30 years, I never saw this until today. I go, you know what? I'm going to analyze this picture. We got this very sharp vertical, I mean, horizontal line that goes yeah. almost all the way across the picture. Yep. There's nothing under that cliff that would make that. And now we got this geometric pattern down here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, and it, it kind of continues a little bit over here, you, it, uh -huh. you know, but over here, it's really clear. And it's like, what the hell is that? That is freaking wild. That is wild. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought today. When I when I mess with this picture, I'm like, oh my god, I never, I never thought to do that, and I never noticed it. I just you know went with this. Yeah, and was like, oh, that's cool. And then you can see but it. You, I never even, yeah. I never even thought about it. Oh my god, that's wild for us. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a ghost, but that's some cool shit right there. That is some um, cool. Uh, shit. When I first saw it, I thought Native American. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I mean, you got the the with, spear with on the left. Link. The the oh, up and down. About this over here. Nope. Go to the right. Uh, go to your right, just in front of the. Oh, you sorry. Can, uh, it's almost like it's holding a spear. I'm pointing to the screen, like you can see my screen. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is it, is it better in the black and white one? No, that, that's good right there. But if you are looking at the, the image and on the left side of the image, I see a spear. 
Okay, I see something right here, if that's what you're talking about. No, hold on. Oh, you said spear, not Oh, I see what you're talking about. Right there on the side? Yeah. Yeah, that spear. part yeah. of the orange thing. Yeah. This thing right here? Yeah. I gotcha. And I feel like, the, I don't know, it just has the outline of a man to me as well. But That's I mean, it's all into yeah. a inter interpretation because I mean, we really don't know what it is. But well, sure, yeah, that's it's crazy. Some, it's some weird shit. That's what it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Is that crazy or what? Here, I sent that to, to you, Deb. That's what I saw. But yeah, it's that is nuts. And then the, the I mean, you can see the structure there in the bottom right. I mean, it's clear as day. That's crazy. It is because it's like what and what could pop again? What right? The camera's on a tripod, but the same view as those last three pictures you saw. I changed nothing. I just took mm -hmm. a picture, waited about five seconds, and took another picture, and this is what I got. Everything's gone. All of the reality is gone, and something different is there. Yeah, that is so wild. Yeah, probably the weirdest thing I've ever photographed. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. That and is very cool. Uh, you know, Andrew's had Andrew in the chat had just put up right before that. Mm -hmm. um, he said that uh, there's a portal portal in his bedroom above the bed and the ceiling, and he saw his soul contained in an orb the size of a cantaloupe, and it entered into the vortex. And then you pop up with this like hole oh. there. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, synchronicities. Remember what we used to yeah, say about yeah. that. You're welcome for the synchronicity, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, if I if we go all the way back to the beginning, that's funny. Oh. All those orbs popping around. <laughs> okay. All right. A couple more weird stories. Um, so this was actually taken in upstate New York. So my wife and I move up there. She follows my career up there. We moved up to upstate New York uh, in 2011. And um, 2012 was when this picture took. Um, there was a gathering of, of people from the, the plant that I worked at where they were, they invited basically all like the senior staff and the leadership out to this dinner and wives were invited. So it was a meet and greet kind of a thing. So we go into this restaurant in Oneana, New York, and um, which Oneana is about 20 minutes from Cooperstown, if you know where Cooperstown is. That's right in the middle of the state. So we go into this restaurant and they're taking us into this into this room on the side where this dinner is going to be. And the waitress is telling us about the history of the hotel a little bit. And she goes, oh, by the way, this place is haunted as all get out. And she goes, the room you guys are going to be in is the worst. We hear and see <laughs> oh, stuff great. all the time. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, people are like, oh, great. Yeah. So I take this picture of my wife and a couple of coworkers and this shows up and that is not my camera strap. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been doing professional photography for a long time. I do not let things get in my way. Okay. So um, this weird aberration shows up in the picture. Again, I wait, I change my angle a little bit and I take this picture and here's, this is still up here, part of it, you know, um, still captured in the picture. Here's the next picture. Look at all, look at these big orbs that are in here. 
Okay. That's wild. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. All right. This place is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I took a a dozen or so pictures that night and three of them had weird stuff in it, you know? So uh, it was definitely a, a strange place. And I, I, you know, I asked her, uh, after I took these pictures, I showed them to the waitress and she goes, oh yeah. She goes, this is, we see and hear this stuff all the time. He said, there's people here that, that refuse to do parties in this room because they're too creeped out by it. Right. <laughs> so, see, I'm the opposite. I'd want to have a party in a haunted yeah. place. Well, yeah, that's because that's because we're paranormal weirdos, right? We're gonna right, yeah. Same thing. I say, get off the couch and go out where the UFOs are. Go to the haunted house. Yep. If you want to know what's going on, don't read about it. Don't watch YouTube videos. Get your ass out there and experience mm-hmm. it yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. But there's people that'll run like the Dickens from this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this uh, here's Eureka Springs. Let's go back to Eureka Springs for a minute. Love that place. Um, so one year, um, my wife and I, uh, my stepdaughter, we decided to rent a cottage rather than stay at the end of the Ozarks where the conference is, mainly because we just wanted to like stay in a cottage and they had a big hot tub out back. We were going to, you know, enjoy our time down there. I think mm-hmm. we probably stayed a couple extra days. So the house that the people lived in that owned these couple of cottages up on the ridge, um, this is this is their, like, we, you know, if you... If you walk to the right, it goes back to their house over here. Yeah. Um, and they were they were true Eureka Springs hippies, right? They were in the, you know, all, well, as you can see, they made a shrine over here out of per, or blue wine bottles. And they were very cool people, but they were into all of the weird stuff. And so one night I was going up to the conference hall. And when I drove by where their house was, I stopped and I took a picture. And look what I got. Nice orb over here, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I'll take some more pictures. So if you look in this one, there's no orbs in that picture. This is a reflection off of a wind chime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I drive down the road and there's a spring right down the road from them. Um, So I stop at the spring because the springs, there's always weird stuff going on at the springs. Mm-hmm. I stop at the spring and I take a picture and here I got a couple of orbs in here. So I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Um, so then later I come back and I stop and I start shooting some more pictures of their, of their crazy shrine here. And there's orbs. Oh, this one's really cool. So I get this really nice orb here showing up. And then, and this is where I, um, what I like to do in these kind of places is I like to shoot. I'll even set the camera to shoot five frames per second. I like to shoot pictures in rapid succession again, because I want to see what's changing. Right. Right. So yeah, this right. Click, 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 click like that. Yeah. So here's click. Here's the next click. Not a second later. And look what that orb did. It turned into this thing. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. God only knows what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty color. And then, then the next one, click, click the next one. It's all gone. So then. I back off a little bit, take some more pictures. Here's some more. Um, there's, you know, there's a couple in there. Here we go again. <clears throat> nothing in that one. And nothing in that one. Nothing in that one. I don't know why I put so many in a row with nothing in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
All right. Just, just to show you, because and there's actually I had a picture when I first drove up that I couldn't find. And I don't know why it was wasn't with the rest of these. But when I first pulled up and I stopped, I took a picture out the out the car door and there was a hundred orbs in that picture. Yeah. And so then I took them in rapid succession because, again, it's the same thing as like, well, is that dust? Because I just drove up and stopped and I kicked up a bunch of dust. Mm. One frame later, not a second later, there's nothing in it. Yeah. And then you get a few little things. So it's like, well, that wasn't dust. It doesn't settle that fast. Right. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. So anyway, some more Eureka Springs weirdness. There's plenty of haunted things down there. And there's all this energy flowing through the place with all the underground flowing water in the springs. Um, yeah. And there's there's several seriously haunted places down there besides the crescents. And isn't there a lot of geodes down there? A lot of crystal in the ground and stuff down oh, yeah. there. Well? Yes, there is. There's a big yeah. quartz deposit underneath the town. Yeah, it couldn't yeah. be. It couldn't be. You know, a more energetic place, really. Yeah, and you can feel it. Like I said, the Ozark the Ozark Conference has always been my favorite one, and there's just a vibe there that I can't put my finger on. But it's just it's so amazing. Uh, I I, I want to go back. I haven't been there for quite a long time. One of these days, it might show up there. Hey, Bruce, well, take me with you. We're gonna get you back to talk. Oh, I would love to. I love it. Yeah, we're gonna get you back. Um, okay, so last a couple of ghost pictures. I did not take these, but they are so good. I had to show them. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Hold on, okay. let me make it big. There we go. Yeah. So this, yeah, this one is actually this is the first picture, and you can tell I took a picture off a picture because I didn't shoot these. Um, another researcher did, and so here's the girl in the window, and then the next picture is you can see where she's actually coming out of the window frame. Um. And the That's cool crazy. thing, as usual, is whenever they were, whenever the, the guy was shooting these uh, pictures in the video out front of the house, they did not see this in the window until after they developed the pictures. Um, and uh, there is video footage that went with this investigation also, where they're standing out in front of this abandoned building, which is out in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in Illinois or Iowa, um, abandoned farmhouse. They're standing out front and he's interviewing the lady who took him out there and showed him the house. Mm -hmm. And while he's filming her talking, there's orbs like bright orbs just flying through the picture, just zipping through. And while they were doing that, that's whenever these aberrations showed up in the window upstairs. So they're cool. just yeah, just two of the coolest ghost pictures I've ever seen. So I thought I that know. one yeah. is so striking. I mean, there's I, I I don't see how you can call that pareidolia at all. I mean, it's it's a girl. Period. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you can see she had curly hair, man. I mean, this is it doesn't get any better than this. No, that's just it she almost seems like, like she's demanifesting in a in a way there in that second picture, like she's starting to dissolve uh you know yeah crazy crazy stuff just that's cool awesome. yeah we're gonna have to go on some adventures together for us it's been a long time i agree i agree <laughs> um again i'm gonna get geared up here pretty soon mm -hmm. and uh one of the one of the ghost experiences i had um i'll tell about now and this is one of the first places i want to go when i get all of my toys is uh um it was back in the day, 
at, uh, I lived in Granite City, Illinois, which is right near St. Louis. And I was driving for, at night from Granite City to Carbondale, Illinois, which is down not too far from where Lusk Creek Canyon is, down there in the Shawnee, you know, the, the northern part of the Shawnee National Forest. So I'm driving down to Carbondale. It was a college town. I was going down there to party, okay? And I'm at night, I'm driving down, I'm going through some small town and I'm driving through a cemetery. <clears throat> and I'm going to figure out where the cemetery is because there's basically two routes down there where it could be. And I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but the cemetery is on both sides of the road. So it should be pretty easy to figure out. I'm driving down there by myself. And um, this, this um, torso... You know, waist up, there were no legs, but waist up, um, floating above the road, right above my car, like maybe, like it was maybe 10 or 12 feet off the road. So it was just right above the car. Oh my God. Was this, was this guy, I mean, I could tell it was a male figure um, floating and had his arms up like this and was like crazy look on his face going like this, floating mm -hmm. in this. And like I, you know, I caught sight of it as I was driving under it. And I was like, holy crap. And I, <laughs> I, I drove under it and I look up and I drove, you know, and when I drove by, I turned around and looked out the back and I could see the back of the thing still floating in the air, you know, uh, back of my car, you know, behind my car. So it's like, all right, I got a cemetery. I know it's haunted. There's some creepy, angry torso dude floating around down there. <laughs> Seems like a really good place to go down with a bunch of equipment and, uh, some <laughs> and you know, uh, so that's one of the, one of the weird ghost experiences I had was, uh, well that, and that was one of the coolest like images of a ghost that I saw because it was as clear as those pictures I just showed you. I mean, yeah. I can tell, like I said, I could tell it was a man and he was insane and, <laughs> uh, you know, it was that clear of an aberration. Now, around that same time, uh, I was working at a place called the Three Mile House, which was um, a historical uh, building that was three miles off the main road in Edwardsville, Illinois. It was called the Three Mile House because it was three miles from that intersection. And it was one of the main roads that came from Springfield, Illinois, down to St. Louis. It was also the route from Springfield, Illinois, down to St. Louis that Abraham Lincoln took to go down and try his cases at the courthouse in St. Louis. And um, this building was, um, it was like a, a way stop along, it's about halfway down. So people would stop, spend the night there. So it was a hotel and a bar and a police station and the fire station and a brothel all in one, you know, one-stop shopping back in the day. And, uh, um, so there's, there were, you know, historical documents that showed that Abraham Lincoln had slept in the house a number of times. So the Historical Society in Edwardsville actually came there when the people that I knew bought the place. They were named the Elliots, um, Doug and Bev Elliott and their family. They bought the building and renovated it and turned it into a restaurant. And... Um, so the historical society came in there and there was a bed in that house that Abraham Lincoln actually slept in. They took it and put it in a museum. So this is how cool that place was. Two million handmade bricks, old building. Wow. Well, just a, it was a really cool structure. Well, when they were renovating it, it was my first exposure to it. 
um, since I was friends of theirs, I went up there and helped them hang drywall. So this was sort of, I, this is one of those like, um, I got a bunch of ghost stories from this place. Okay. It was really <laughs> haunted. Uh, the first uh, exposure to this was in broad daylight. It was a summer day. It's hot as all get out. They hadn't replaced all the windows in the, in the second floor. So it was just this hot air blowing through there. Um, and we're up there hanging drywall in this sweltering heat. And then you walk over to get some nails at the top of the staircase. And it's just this cold spot. And I mean, 20 degree drop in cold. Like it feels like you walked into an air conditioned, you know, room and yet it's in this open air, you know, structure. And you're like, Oh man, you know, it was just, it was striking, you know, strikingly cold. So they get the place done. They actually hired me to come and manage the wait staff. Um, And so I was the manager of the wait staff. So I was in there four days a week, until midnight, like I, I would close the restaurant down. I counted the register out, you know, and uh, not only not only was I in there late at night a lot, but I was also friends with the family and um, hung out there a lot of times whenever I wasn't working. OK. And also whenever weird ghost stuff would happen to the family, um, um, the their daughter, Lori, was uh, uh, a friend of mine from uh the previous year before I went up to college and she would call me up and go, man, something's weird. You got to come up here. So I'd drive up there, you know, at night and, and be witness to all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, This place had nine to 11 ghosts in it. And um, they figured out who most of them were based on records and some psychics came in there and identified different things. Um, When I worked in that place, I would hear voices you could go in the bathroom and you'd be standing at the urinal in the men's bathroom. And it would sound like somebody was going right in your ear. Okay. <laughs> always in the toilet. It's always, always. in the bathroom. Right. I was accosted by ghosts in every place we've ever haunted, uh, hunted right. in right. the bathroom, man. Oh yeah. It's like, that's creepy, man. Get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm doing my I stuff. Know, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had um, several people on the wait staff that um, like one girl who was a waitress, she came running up to my, up to the checkout desk one night, took her apron off and threw it down and threw her, her tablet down and says, I quit. I'm out of here. And it's like, what, what's, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm so tired of these ghosts talking to me. It's freaking me out. And she ran out to her car and never came back. Okay. We had several people that did that, but there was one ghost wow. there that liked to talk to the waitresses. He had a thing for the young girls and he would, they'd be standing at a table, you know, taking somebody's order and they would come up and whisper in her ear, you know, and I actually saw this happen a couple of times where they would go, what? <laughs> and there was nobody there and it freaked them out. Right. <laughs> the girl who ran out, that happened to a number of times. And uh, uh, so that sounds like my kind of place. Uh, oh, yeah, it cool. was, it was, it was crazy. Not only did I hear things, um, but I saw, I saw a tablecloth move when something walked between them and there was nothing there. I saw aberrations. I saw a piano playing with nobody sitting at it. Um, I saw things move through the air. Um, and the, the guy who was hanging out in the dining room that was freaking out all the waitresses, we ended up calling him Herman. We just had a nickname for him. And uh, 
he was, um, they did research on it. They found out that there was a, a, well, let me back up for one second. The Three Mile House was also the Midwest center for the Underground Railroad. So they had a tunnel network underneath the, the building that went out hundreds of yards into the, into the surrounding areas um, where slaves would sneak, you know, um, up from the south and they would, and they would, they knew to get into these tunnel networks where they could hide and they would live in there and then they would be, you know, and Abraham, that was another reason that Abraham Lincoln stopped there. He was kind of monitoring what was going on and checking on the progress of the Underground Railroad. It's a cemetery not very far from there where there was an entrance under the gazebo into this tunnel network. And that's one of the places where they would get in and go out. And so this was a very extensive uh, tunnel network. And at one point, there, there were as many as 200 slaves living in these tunnels um, to, to try and escape slavery. Okay. And a lot of there, there was also on record one where a disease swept through there and killed a whole bunch of them. And they're buried in a mass grave at that cemetery. And, you know, it's got all of the things that you would want to have. All the stuff. Not in place, right? Yeah. So um, um, there were records of this guy who was, he was, he was, um, you know, a freed slave that worked for the people that owned the place, this Herman guy. And he was just, he was this big black guy, um, according to the records or whatever. And one night I was there, this Lori Elliott called me up and said, come up here. There's some weird stuff going on because they lived in the house. So the ghosts were, were tormenting them with some regularity. And so I went up there to the house. She had a friend of hers that was very psychic. And we were sitting in this little dining room off the main dining room one night. And she was telling me about the things that had been going on. And we looked at her, her psychic friend went, oh, man, I can feel something down this side of my, my body. There's something over there. And we looked in the doorway and you could see this shadow outline. Like it just looked like a shadow, like a spot, but it was very distinct. You could see the outline of this. It was a big man with a bald head like this. If you could see a silhouette of me, but, you know, bigger, um, that's what it looked like. You could see his ears and, and his bald head. <laughs> that's and when we, looked up, when we looked over at him, like then it, the image turned and walked back into the main dining room and we got up, went to the door and you could see it moving between the tables and the, they would cover the tables with a, like a sheet of plastic at night to, they would set the tables and then cover it with a sheet of plastic for the next day. Then you didn't have to make the tables. You just took the plastic. Well, you could see that plastic moving as this ghost moved through the, through the main dining room. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff. Then mm-hmm. my best ghost story happened one night, whenever, well, my first ghost story there was the third floor was this like huge attic and there was actually a stage in this attic. Uh, God knows what they would do with the stage, but when you walked up to the attic, there was a stage over on one side. So we went up there and we're sitting on the stage one night and we're talking about all this kind of stuff. And it was just three of us up there. We heard footsteps coming up the steps to the attic, wooden steps, right? You hear the door creak. And then you hear these footsteps, clonk, clonk, clonk. I mean, it was real obvious footsteps come up. So we looked over to see who was coming up. Nobody came up, (laughs) right? Footsteps came all the way up to the top and turned and started walking toward the stage that we were sitting on. And there was nobody there. 
And so when it came over and started going up the little three steps or whatever to get up on the stage, we're like, that's it. We're out. (laughs) (laughs) And we bolted past it and ran down the stairs. Right. So that was my first ghost encounter. That was before I worked there. So my. That reminds me of the story we had at the Crump Theater where we're standing on stage. Yeah. And uh, saw that guy get up out of the seat and run around the out to go to the lobby and uh i was like oh my god did you see that and one of the guys that was with us was like no i didn't see anything and i think deb was like i saw that guy get up mm-hmm. and then not two seconds later base camp hit us up and said hey uh can you guys go check the camera <laughs> on stage left on the second tier because the camera moved 90 degrees by itself <laughs> and it was right after that apparition got up and flew out of there Yep. Yeah. That was at the Crump Theater in Columbus, Indiana. And that was a, that was a really good investigation. Uh, We got some, you know, Forrest, I'm the EVP queen, right? Yes. I, I, I I got some really good EVPs from the Crump. The, my favorite one in the basement, the, the, um, uh, the dressing rooms for the theater were down under the stage down underneath like the basement area and we were down there walking around doing a just a sweep and everybody was quiet and um one of these evps i got this guy says look we got we got the number 18 here or something like that real clear like like me or you saying it the funny part was one of the guys that was down there with us in our team had on a football jersey that said that had the number 18 on it and oh wow I know. I mean, that was the kind of stuff we got there. That's, I love that. That's real good confirmation for sure. For sure. I love it. (laughs) Got that Zoom that I told you about that Zoom, uh, N1 or H1 Zoom. It's a stereo handheld recorder. I mean, you can't beat it. It's, um, it, it's so sensitive. You can literally hear a mouse fart in the next room. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. For real. You can hear a car drive by outside a brick house. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're really good. The H one zooms. Uh, I would recommend to anybody. And the, the, the cool thing about them is you can take uh, headphones, get noise canceling headphones and you can plug directly into the zoom. So if you're in the middle of an EP, EVP session, you're hearing the recording real time as you're doing the EVP you session. You can hear the EVP as it happens through the headset. Right. So the yeah, last investigation cool. that we were on a couple weeks ago, we implemented that with my Zoom. And every time something would come across, I would hear it. And I would know, okay, yep, th- there's something there. Write it down. There's something there. Write it down. It's just really, it makes it that much more exciting. I mean, EVPs are exciting and definitely a weirdo to me anyway. But to hear it real time and then have confirmation when you do the analysis, that just escalates the excitement, the enthusiasm for doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, try that. If you get a Zoom, try that with the headphones and an aux cable. Uh, you'll be really surprised. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the outcome of that. And we have to have a rule because our, our uh, recorders are so sensitive that we have a rule with our teams. Now, no whispering 
if you're going to oh, right. speak, speak loud and talk so that I can hear that it's you. Because if you whisper, even in another room, I could mistake you for an EVP, especially if we have a big bunch, you know, and I'm not familiar with a lot of them. So that's a rule yeah, that, that we makes have. sense. Yep. Yep. And I so, break my own rule for not Fuck yes, you do. Oh my it's God. Like, why do you whisper? Get her to stop dead. whisper. It's not like you're going to wake them up. <laughs> crack, crack. Deb, stop whispering. Yeah. Honestly, man, Deb is one of the, the best investigators that I've ever had the pleasure of investigating with. You know, fortunate enough to be able to have met her. <laughs> 15 years ago been a while yeah yeah the well, first person a... i actually met in in m ripa yeah so she is an absolute magnet for weird shit so that's <laughs> that's why You're it's good it. to have her along for for us greg tells everyone that he never saw oh wait wait, wait 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. i'll tell him <laughs> okay i'll tell you him. Tell him put it put it, whoa <laughs> so <laughs> I had been in the I had been in the uh, the paranormal field for I don't know two or three years before I met Deb. Well, no, about five years because I've been doing it for about twenty years now. And met Deb, and the first thing Deb tells me is, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an experiencer," and she tells me her story, and I'm of course captivated. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I had never heard anyone have an experience like that. So, I mean. For me to hear that is just like, holy shit, that's crazy. It wasn't until I met her that I actually started seeing things in the sky. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, that's funny you should say that because I, I think that that I think that that's important uh, for for people to understand. And and um, I'll just tell a quick story about that because um, whenever I was a teenager. Uh, you know, I was way into this stuff. I was going out, I was seeing stuff when I was, cause I was in scouts. So I camped all over Missouri uh, and I would see UFOs whenever I was camping with some regularity. And one night um, we were laying on a Creek bed and I say, we, it was a, a group of scout, maybe a dozen scouts. My best friend who was also kind of into this stuff was there. And uh, so I'm trying to teach these kids how to look for things in the sky. Like if it does this, it's not a UFO. It's probably a satellite, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so we sat, we laid on the, on the gravel bed with our heads together. So four of us, you know, two going north, south, two going east and west. So and everybody took a segment to the sky because you can't really watch the whole sky. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we're laying there watching the sky and I just get this overpowering feeling to turn and look over my shoulder into a segment of the sky I'm not supposed to be looking at. And as I do, I turn, I look into that part of the sky and here's this bluish white light moving across the sky. And as I'm turning and I'm looking at this thing, my friend Eric laying behind me is also turning the opposite way, you know, to look at the same object in the sky. And so we're kind of looking at each other like, you know, and later we're like, how did you know that was there? Go, I don't know. I just felt like looking over there. And so I go, well, that was weird. It, they had to have known that we were looking at them. Mm -hmm. That was my logical conclusion, if you will. And so um, it wasn't too long after that. I had a conversation with Dr. Harley Rutledge. He was a physics professor at Southeast Missouri State University. 
he was doing a lot of the UFO investigating down in the Piedmont, Missouri um, area whenever the big flap was going on down there in the late 70s. Yeah. And um, so you have a physics professor that involved in UFO stuff. That was really cool. Well, I had several conversations with him on the phone. And one of those conversations, I said, hey, this happened to me. So it seems like, you know, am I coming to the right conclusion that they know that we were looking at them? And this is what he told me. He said, based on my experience of being out in the field and seeing lots of UFOs also, he says, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to see them unless they want you to. Yeah. I was like, whoa, no, that's a, that's a revolutionary, you know, thinking. Not only did they know we were looking at them, but they wanted us to. And you're not going to see them um, if they don't want you to. Okay. Right. So you got to ask yourself that question. If you go outside and you're seeing UFOs, why are you seeing UFOs? Why do they want you to see them? Okay. What's mm -hmm. the connection? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, that'll lead you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> right, Debbie? <laughs> exactly. And, and that's when I kind of, that's where paranormal and UFO kind of blur for me because mm -hmm. it's the experiencer that's the, mm -hmm. the common denominator in that, you know, mm -hmm. um, the same thing, the same reason why they want you to see them is the same reason why the ghosts see you, you know what I mean? Or, or, or attracted to you. That's just my, that's my well, theory. And yeah, there's, there's, um, there's an other dimensional quality to all of this. And that's where I yeah. think it, it overlaps and some people, you know, paint it with too broad a brush. Um, the evidence would support the idea that UFOs are interdimensional way more than they're extraterrestrial. It's oh, always been that way. God's I mean, sake, like, yes. If you were to look at the data, I mean like 90% of the data would suggest interdimensional travelers rather than extraterrestrial. Absolutely. Now maybe they're both. Okay. That's, you know, but, it's the same thing with ghosts. We're probably seeing and perceiving or measuring into a, another dimension, another dimensional reality, a non-physical reality. Mm -hmm. And then it, it all, you know, it, when you, it, take, it starts taking you down that rabbit hole, well, that means that we don't, you know, that when we die, we don't cease to exist. And then maybe we can live more than one life. And, uh, you know, you just start, and, and the thing, here's the thing is when you see a UFO, you can never unsee it. Right. Your brain is rewired and you now have to question parts of your reality. When you experience a ghost phenomenon, it's the same thing. It rewires your brain and you have to now broaden the way you see the world. The more you broaden it, the more you see. The more mm -hmm. filters are taken off of your mind and your eyes. And therefore you start seeing stuff. Debbie, <laughs> I'm surprised that she isn't seeing stuff all the time. <laughs> I see a lot of things and I'm to the point now in my, I mean, I'm 65 years old. I've been seeing this shit for <laughs> 50 years at least or more. Um, I see things out of the corner of my eyes move around and whatnot. And, and I'm like, Oh, hi. I mean, I don't even, <laughs> right. I, you know, I don't even think about right. it anymore. It's just, it's just, the way it is that's just the way it is you know yeah I, and i'm with you 100 about the dimensional thing i mean 
like I'm sure there's other life on other gal in other galaxies and other planets. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're getting in in spacecraft and flying all the way here. I think they're getting in something and stepping through a doorway to here that they figured out how to manipulate space and time in order to travel. And then they may be like clusters of them here that they build um, some kind of vehicles that they use that are just specifically here to get around to where they're going, you know, and that may be part of what we see. But in my mind, most of the UFO stuff that people see, I think are ours or somebody else's here. I think that the that non-human entities that we are encountering are a different kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most well, part. Look, this is, um, this is kind of the way I like to put it. And, and I'm trying to, let's look at this as a, as a scientist and what's, what's going on. What does the data tell us? Okay. If the data tells us that they're, they're coming here, um, interdimensionally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, does that mean that there's another dimension where there's all these, this other reality and these other people and beings exist over there? Maybe, maybe they are coming from another world. So let's look at the data says that they're, they may be extraterrestrial. They're moving, they're able to move through time and space. And when they communicate with us, they almost always communicate telepathically. Okay, very, very seldom do we have verbal communication from these beings. So imagine this, you're on, a, you're on a distant star and you're like, hey, let's go to Earth and check those idiots out. Okay, <laughs> so they get in their craft and it goes and it moves through dimensions. So there is no traveling linear through space and time at near the speed of light. You know, all that, that that's we already know that that's not a good idea. Right, right. So it's more likely that they're changing their vibrational state and moving through a dimensional, you know, uh, window or doorway or portal or whatever. And then, and then they pop in here and they fly down and they look at us and go, wow, those knuckleheads are screwing the environment up. Um, so let's tell them some stuff. So they communicate with you telepathically, by the way, stop digging up coal and oil. That's bad. And then they leave. Okay. Yeah. So what do you, what do you have? You have an extra dimensional, I mean, you have, I'm sorry, you have an inner, um, uh, you have an extraterrestrial, interdimensional time traveler, because best, guess what? You can't travel through dimensions without also negating time, okay? So you have an extraterrestrial, interdimensional time traveler that channels information to you. <laughs> That's a whole lot okay? of stuff. And it's, it's the same, right. it's the same guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do with that? I mean, right, and you know what else too? I feel what's like, happening. <laughs> I feel like the like some of the things when we investigate, you know, a paranormal investigation. Some of the things are, um, like we think we're hearing spirits of dead people and whatnot. But sometimes I feel like some of the EVPs that I've recorded and some of the things I've seen and some of the videos we've captured, I don't feel like what we're seeing or hearing. A is dead and B has ever lived here. It's almost like every now and then we get a glimpse. We, for somehow something is a, a blip and we somehow get a glimpse of a different reality that's going on right now or different timeline or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, you guys got two different kinds of hauntings, right? You've got mm -hmm. residual and you've got um, interactive, right? 
Yeah, and so residual just seems to be some kind of a barrier breaking down between time and space, and you're actually seeing energy um, signatures or or phenomenon left over from a previous time. Yeah, residual is a imprint on the timeline. Right. So, so yeah, theoretically, yeah, you're right. Um, it'd be a woman from the 1800s whose energy imprinted on eternity. So that would be a haunt that you could never get rid of unless you moved. Right. And it's really, yeah, it's, um, it's probably not affecting you in a negative way other than it's just weird. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, right. we saw the ghost locomotive racing through the backyard again and it vanished. It's like, well, yeah, there's not a haunted locomotive back there. You're seeing some kind of a, 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 you know, a veil between time yeah. and space thinning. And mm -hmm. uh, one, you know, one of my buddies had a, had a girlfriend that ultimately became his wife and they lived together in an apartment in Granite city, Illinois. I'm sorry, in Collinsville, Illinois. Um, they live in an apartment and she was full blooded native, native American and very sensitive to this kind of stuff. And she would stand out on the, on the, on the patio, like in the morning and smoke or whatever. And she said that she was seeing the ghosts of Native Americans walking down a trail behind this apartment building, and that they they would stop and look up at her. They could see her, but it was it was a residual haunting. It was yeah. you know an old an old trail from back in the Native American days. Uh, so yeah, that's like they're not going to throw stuff at you, <laughs> right? They're going to creep you out, but. <laughs> The ones that are more fun are the ones that'll talk to you. Right. It's like what you guys were saying with the EVPs to be able to hear the EVPs in real time, that would be priceless. Cause what you really want to do is open some kind of a dialogue with these spirits. Right. Right. And so if you right. can hear, cause I, I, I watch some of the ghost shows and sometimes I just want to bang my head on a rock. <laughs> we laugh at them. Somewhere. Right. Right. And, and it's sort of like they're sitting there going, you know, um, you know, if you're here, you know, I'll talk to us or move something, you know, what's your name? And then you can, you know, afterwards, when they got, the, when they put the EVP in there, they're like on Jill, you know, and they're like, what's your name? It's like, they don't hear them. You know, it's like, well, if you don't know what they said to you while you're trying to ask them questions, then what do you think they're going to do? They're going to get frustrated. They're going to start throwing stuff at you. Yeah. <laughs> they're right. going to scratch your back, man. They're going to push you down the stairs because you're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a great thing about the H1 zoom and plugging that in with the headphones. You'll be able to hear that real time. You'll be able to hear the responses. Yeah. That's great. That's good. That's it, good advice. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, so, all right, well, listen, we're coming up to about an hour and a half on air. Uh, we're going to wrap it up for tonight, but we're going to get you back on for us. And then we're going to go on Deb's side of the tracks and talk a little bit about UFO, UA, UAPs, and uh, and get your story. We'll probably still talk about that. some ghostly shit, too. Says. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about at least one ghostly thing. Okay. Because I didn't even tell you my best ghost story yet. <laughs> oh my god you definitely how's that, how's that for a hook right right <laughs> right <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah it was All wild right. so i'll tell you that next time awesome, awesome. and then we'll, awesome. we'll talk about aliens as much as you want man Ooh, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate it. I know it was short notice and it was just so much fun. And I just love to talk with you. I just love well, it. Well, I, uh, I have had a very good time and I'm, I'm, I, I was going to, you know, be on your, you guys' show sometime in the future. So no big deal. I'm used to, you know, being able to pull stuff together at the last minute. And, uh, you know, like you remember Lou at the Eureka Springs Conference. Oh, yeah. Every year he would go, what are you going to speak? about this year because i i spoke at that conference for like like i don't know 13 or 14 years in a row and i go lou i got nothing i'm i'm not just gonna come down there and hear myself talk i got no new research he goes yeah well why don't you just come down here and tell stories and i'm like nobody wants to just hear me tell stories yeah, well, i can do that i can do that i can tell you right now i can drop of a hat baby i'll tell you stories right so. <laughs> my kind of guy <laughs> well, listen, if you have any questions or anything about equipment or, you know, hey, you know, whatever I can do to help you out, just let me know. And uh, we'll get you, like I said, we'll get back on the show and we'll talk UFOs. And are awesome. you, do you have anything you want to promote? Are you going to be speaking anywhere soon or you got any books um, coming out or anything? I don't have uh, any conferences. I am going to do another podcast with uh, um, Marjorie Kay. Uh, in a couple months, oh, probably cool. going to talk about a, a UFO case that that I call the Brazilian uh, hybrid case. Um, but uh, I have spoke recently on the Oscar case. If you remember the Oscar uh, case, that's uh, um, that's would be something interesting to talk about because it's weird. It's one of those is an older case, but not really. But it's it's suddenly very relevant to everything that's going on these days because it yeah. links into all of the UAP stuff and the disclosure stuff. Um, but um, the only thing I really want to promote is is April twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, at the end of the Ozarks is a conference. Come yeah. down there, you'll love it. And you can go to the crest. You can stay at the crescent and get all haunted and stuff while you're down there. Yeah, yeah awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for the tonight. I appreciate it so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, welcome. Glad to be on on the show. I loved it. Yay. Thank you, sir. And we will uh, get you on soon and talk, like I said, about the uh, UFOs and uh, get your ghost story. Okay, I look all forward right. to it. All right. All right, you guys. We want to thank you for joining us tonight on Midwest Paratalk Radio. You can join us every Thursday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, here on MidwestParatalkRadio.com and on YouTube at Midwest Paratalk Radio. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>